What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the overreaction off tackle with John Fina and Joe Miller, quasi-weird. Second week in a row, holiday special, part due, co-op show, all the time. Holiday, holiday. (laughs) Happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year, John Fina. How are you and the family doing? We're terrific. Happy New Year, Bills Mafia. Happy New Year to everybody in the chat. Tracy, Brian, David, Maggie, Brian, Richard, whoever else I missed. Happy New Year. There's a bunch. And there's a whole bunch of people online with us right now, too, which is awesome. Welcome to everybody. For those of you that are joining us, welcome to the show. The show is brought to you by the Market Dominator, as well as Fichte, Endel, and uh, Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Uh, My name is Joe Miller. That over there is John Fina. And uh, we're going to talk some Buffalo Bills football during this show, a little bit uh, about uh, this game from yesterday, this Patriots game, and then maybe preview a little bit, talk about what's going to happen next week. Uh, It's it's all in the middle, John. All the chips are in the middle of the table. All in the middle. But uh, it just, uh, you know, I can't believe we're here saying that after, you know, being, what was it, five and five or six and six and six. losing to Denver and in that just that heartbreaker in Philadelphia. I'm just so like, I I feel like, can this team just pull it together? And then you feel like they're pulling it together. And then yesterday happens and you're just like saying, thank God, we just couldn't allow ourselves to lose to that hot mess from New England. <laughs> I mean, as much as we wanted to try in the first quarter on off, on offense, you know. I uh, I definitely want to have conversations around that stuff. But before we get started, let's hear from one of the first sponsors of the show, the Market Dominator. Sit tight. This is John Spascheck. Introducing the Market Dominator. Folks, I'm John Spascheck. That's right, the Market Dominator, and I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend Joe Miller. You know his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent, and that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win, just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. 
So folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing, go Bills. Go Bills. John, it is a tough market to buy or sell a home in. Like it is, uh, it is not a, I'm glad it's funny. Cause I, I've, I've said to Beth a couple of times, like I feel trapped in our house because my interest rate is so low. Like I think we're paying like two, five or two, six. It's like, how do I sell this house? I haven't, I have a 30 year loan of free money. Like, <laughs> like 3.2 is the, is like, is like the normal time value of money. And I'm in it. I'm below that. Like this is free money. But if you are in the market, go ahead. I just can't imagine it's ever going to come below five again. I, ever. I, I, I agree hundred percent, but if you were in the market to buy or sell a home, please do what I did. Uh, call John Spaz check and the market dominator team. 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. Well, let's talk a little bit about this, but you started, you got it. You got to start it already. And I, I think for me, before we get into the good and the bad, how long can you this this team is prolific and has been for a couple of years. I think you would agree that they play to the level of their opponent. I don't want to say down anymore because it doesn't they play to the level of whatever they're getting. If they're getting the Chiefs, they're playing to the level of the Chiefs. If they're getting the Eagles, they're playing to the level of the Eagles. If they're getting the the one in ten Patriots, and that's not what they are, they're playing to the level of the Patriots. How long do you think a team can carry making mistakes, uh, overcoming them, that resilience piece, which learn you, you learn and you learn how to win, right? Finding ways to win. How long can you sustain that? Is that something you feel like is like, no, this is just who they are? Uh, no, you can't sustain it. And I, I it's, it's kind of curious. Like you think, you keep thinking that this isn't the team that they have been, right? This year, particularly playing to their opponent. Uh, and I just don't think it if, – if it continues to go this way, we make it in the playoffs, you know, maybe we have one home game. I think the first road game we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, the competition just it's, gets too big, too much at stake. Uh, but I, I still believe, right? I still think that they can put it together. But if they don't, I, I, you're just not going deep. You're not right. going deep. Right. And I think that I think that's the biggest the biggest concern that I have is just like you want to be hitting that stride like the Ravens seem to have found. Right. Everything is clicking. So there's an aspect of like if you find yourself getting that number two seed next week, you've got two home games at least. And then you're going to have to if the Ravens don't get bounced, you're going to have to go to Baltimore and play, which you've shown last year you can win in Baltimore. Like that's not outside the outside of the world of realization. You You've beaten Baltimore at home in the playoffs in your own stadium. So you can, but you're almost going to have to like garbage them down. Right. Like, because they're right. I don't know if you caught any of that Ravens game. They just, they just look efficient. Like everybody's touchdowns. Like it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that game. You know, we did the trial for YouTube TV just so we could watch the bills game. And I'm not a big split screen kind of guy. You know, I, I, I find that if I do that, then I really have to go back and watch the film. Yeah. So for sure. I, you know, I tried to get through the first quarter and, Oh man, it kept freezing up on me. And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to wing the show. I'm tired of studying. I'm tired of the research. I mean, can't I just go out there and wing it like they're doing every week and just put a, you know, iffy product out on the field. You don't believe that. It would have been funnier if you said, can I just go, go, go to the show and like talk down to the level of my co-host? 
<laughs> like I'm just oh, coming at the, the, the mental level of Joe. It's it's New Year's, Joe. You and I should, you know, spring eternal and rebuild our relationship. I'm and just, then you stop stabbing me in the back. I mean, that was not me stabbing you in the back. That was me stabbing myself in the back. I was just saying, like, there was That's an easier, bland. there was an easier dig out there. You could have just easily just like gone and got it. But so yeah, so I mean, talking about this football game, just overarching, just thoughts, real quick, as far as just what, 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 where are you at on the whole? Just what you saw yesterday, and I, I, I was there. I was at the game. It was a good football game. It was the, the opening sequences. The first quarter were very strange. My dad sat there in disbelief again. They intercepted it again. Like there was just. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, I'm really excited about our defense until they, you know, a little bit of soft coverage here and there, giving up a little too much field. But, Mm. man, the defense looks really good. Mm. You know, the corners are playing really well. I mean, Terrell Bernard just continues to impress the defensive front. Ed Oliver is looking fantastic. It's nice to see Daquan Jones back. Hopefully, you know, he gets his uh, sea legs, gets his uh, his wind, right, gets back yeah, into yeah. shape. And I'm sure he's been running on that treadmill, but it's a completely different thing being on the field and, you know, trying to press and 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 move with guys leaning on you. But offensively, oh, God, I mean, it was, you know, one aspect of the game uh, or one one group, right, one position group, every play was just so unimpressive. Mm-hmm can't do that you can't have you know three guys you know you can't have the wide receiver crew dropping balls you can't have josh josh missing on passes right right give up you know pressure intermittently right you you know we've got to put together an offensive performance where the whole group just looks really good play in and play out and it's just it wasn't there and it was it's a bit of a head scratcher uh you know i like i said i i didn't look at the entire game Mm -hmm. but we were soft in the middle, which is, you know, we, we've seen some some poor play, not poor, but questionable play at the tackle position, and the guards and center have been pretty good, but the, yesterday it was, you know, it was the guards and center. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and again, the kicking game, I, I, I just, oh, it's just maddening. It, it's just maddening. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. I, I Other than what I always say, can you just go out there and do nothing? Just do nothing. (laughs) Make a tackle, don't know penalties. It's murderous. If we're going to jump to uh, a topic that would be the work, right? What needs work? The bad. Um, I just don't, for the life of me, understand what benefit there is to kicking the football to the one-yard line. If you kick the ball out of the end zone or into the end zone and force them to down it, they get the ball to 25. And while I'm sure that defensively you don't want to give your opponent consistent drive starts to the 25, I don't know that them having consistent drive starts at the 19 or the 20 or the 21 or 22 are worth it. They're not worth, worth it. it. I, I hear what you're I, I hear what you're saying, Joe, but it's not like I know the ball is just sitting there and you're the kicker, but you're still running up to it from whatever, eight to twelve yards and you know, your plant foot's got to be – so, you know, you misstrike it. Uh, the golf ball never moves, Joe, and I spray I, that damn thing everywhere. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. Uh, it is very intentional. So when uh, when uh, Tyler Bass is going to kick the ball to the end zone, yes, he runs up from 10 or 12 yards. When he's going to kick the ball to the one- or two-yard line, he takes a three-step drop. He basically takes a field goal stance and kicks it from three steps. 
So it's yeah. it, when they kick the ball to the one or two, it's intentional and they do it all the time. But they, the worst possible thing that could happen, the best thing that happens is they get the ball at the 19 or the 21. The worst thing is, is they return it for a touchdown. And I don't know in any scenario where the, the trade-off is, is worth it. Like a whole season of 21 yard line starts. And then if they give up a touchdown, it's not worth And they lose a game because of it. Potentially it's not, it's just not worth it in my opinion. Yeah, we agree. We don't even have to talk about this anymore. And anybody who doesn't agree should just hang up their YouTube. <laughs> Speaking of YouTube, that's a great segue. Unintentional segue. Uh, appreciate everybody that has joined us live. There's a lot of you on Twitter, on X right now joining us. Uh, we are Super Chat Live. So if you want to get in and ask John a question or if you've got a comment about the football game, uh, please jump over to YouTube. There's a, a, an ability to Super Chat there. It'll glow on my screen, so I'll be able to see it and pull it up. Uh, just know that uh, there's a lot of you, so there's not. it's not a situation where I'm ignoring anybody. It's just sometimes hard to get to the... The, the, the conversation in the comments where there's a, a whole other culture going on over there uh, just because John and I are obviously having conversations about the game itself. But I thought overall the game was good. Um, anytime you're going to come out with a victory, it's a good thing. I would say this. There wasn't a point in this game that I was nervous. I, it, not, I mean, not even after the first four seconds of the game. I was not. <laughs> I, it, it was very, it was very uh, turnabout is fair play. Like my, how the turntables, right. It's kind of like that whole funny thing. Like we started the game, the last game of the season or the last time we played them last year with two opening kickoff returns for touchdowns. And then they did it to us this year. I was like, Oh, that's funny. Right. Just kind of how yeah. life seems to play out sometimes. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't, but the, I don't find it as amusing as you do, Joe, the, the immediate turnover was, was important to me. Uh, Bailey Zappi, as much as he's better than Mac Jones, you know, I, there, there just wasn't a lot for me to be nervous about in this football game. Uh, I felt like the bills did what they had to. I just, I'm waiting for the offense to come to life. I think I agree. I'm just I waiting. And, and I'm just I'm a little head scratching about the philosophy. Right. I mean, it just seems to me you should be you should be building packages week in and week out that are going to push off the depth uh, a little bit, whether it's mm -hmm. Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs or, you know, I got to I, I don't think that uh, or I do think that uh, Kincaid can run the seam as a threat. And that just begs for Shakir or or Diggs to be underneath that. And look, if we have to roll Josh to a mini roll and drag him from the out from the other side, run run the safeties off deep from the right and drag him across, let's do it. We got to get the ball to Stefan Diggs. And I just uh, I feel like they're not really building the package. Everybody says, well, what's wrong with Diggs? And you know, is he injured? And you saw him carry the ball from the backfield at the eight yard line. Well, and if you saw the way he moved and I looked at that play very closely, I don't think that he's hurt. He looks good. I mean, he's moving good. So well, let's, let's get a little bit more threatening philosophy and package together. I, I guess I would lean into you. If there were times or when there were times that your offense was sputtering when you were on the field, um, what did you do between, I mean, was there anything you could do? What, what, what does the team do? Like, how do you reach, how do you find a reset button? How do you go back? Because it seems like so much of football is, is, is about building on what you've done in the past and not going backwards. So it's like, it's, it's oceans. Is it 13? I think oh, where, where he's like, you know, Oh, uh, kill the power. And he's like, that's an old gag. We've done that gag. We're not doing that gag again. Like, is it similar to that? Where it's like, we, we ran those plays. We're not running those plays anymore. Why can't you go back to them? 
Well, so you can go back for them, but, you know, in particular plays where you're doing something that hasn't been seen from a formation that you haven't shown before, it's kind of hard to go back to that unless you're building a full a full package out of that formation. Uh, but what concerns me, and, you know, no one's ever asked me, and thank God, because I, you know, what I know you could, what I don't know about it, you could just about squeeze into the Grand Canyon, is... <laughs> you you should be able to run 10 plays and understand that the defensive philosophy is for that game, right? Mm -hmm. And then you should be able to say, okay, well, they want to take away the middle of the field. We are going to have to press and and get to the edges. Do we want the quarterback out of the pocket? And I'm not sure that I'm I'm getting that feeling that we are evolving during the game, responding to what they're doing. And I just don't believe at this level anymore, you could just say, oh, we got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Kincaid. We're just going to, you know, impose our will on everybody. Right, it, just, right. it just doesn't happen anymore. These guys right. are too good. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of rally and what they come up with this week specifically. For whatever reason, the Bills have always done a very good job of matching up against the Dolphins. Even the game that we lost last year, Josh threw for 400 yards. Uh, there was six key mistakes that they made in that game uh, last year that if, if any one of them had gone a different way, they probably would have won that football game. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fun. They're going to have to do something because the Dolphins can get away. They can boat race you in a hurry if you're not careful, right? So keep, keeping them in check. And, and maintaining offensively is important. Good from this game. I don't know how you don't have to go any further than Razul Douglas. They, this kid, um, the, the pickup at the deadline, and there's been a lot of people on social media talking about what a trade it was and how, how like the, the work that Bean did to get him. And admittedly, on shows, I didn't know necessarily who he was. I was familiar with his name, but to me, when you think Packers, you're thinking Jair Alexander, not Razul Douglas. Uh, but this kid fits this this defense so well, and he actually said yesterday he loves it here. Like they asked him oh. because they, I think the reporter, the sideline reporter, said, you know, but it seems like you like it here, and he's like, I love it here. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I laugh at that, right? I mean, people say, oh, you don't want to go to Buffalo. You've ever been to Green Bay? I mean, Buffalo, <laughs> is, like you're at the you're at the top of the Freedom Tower when you're in Buffalo compared to freaking Green Bay. You're like in the basement. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh man, I, I mean. Uh, I, I do. I love that player, and what a, what a great trade it was. But we, we, you know, between he and and Floyd, uh, that's the good, right? The defense is is, yes. is coming on strong right now. That is just so brilliant. Uh, you go back to look at when the Ravens won it all. Yeah, you know, who was you know who was the quarterback? You could hardly remember, right? Because he was serviceable, and mm. we don't have that problem. What we want Joe Flacco, is that Joe Flacco who's leading the, the no, no, before Trent Dilfer, gotcha. Dilfer, yeah. thank yeah. you. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I I love the fact that the defense is kind of cresting right now, and you need that in certain situations. And that the good thing, the defense saved us, right? The yes. defense balled out. Uh, uh, and and this is going to kind of sound weird, Joe. And I know Miami just came off of getting absolutely drubbed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I laughing out loud? I'm laughing like a school you, kid. You teeheed like a little girl. You absolutely uh, teeheed. Where are my little blonde ringlets? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a different show. Um, so, so what I was driving at is, even though they also came off a, a rough one, right? We came off a kind of you know, substandard offensive performance. But that's the kind of thing that, you know, 
it's hard to believe, but there are motivators, right? There are things like, damn it, we got to do better next week. And it's the perfect time to do better next week, right? right? right. Go down there and throttle the Dolphins. And I think that the offense, you know, in my opinion, has got a little extra motivator. So Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. And I'm calling that a good, not with respect to players and this and that, but hey, a little extra motivator going down there with a chance. Like, and I, I, I haven't even opened the app today. I don't know where we are. Is this game for the two seed? Oh yeah, yeah. AFC, it's it's, 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 the, the, it's East, the two seed, the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, the whole ball of wax, the whole yeah. kit and caboodle, the whole yeah enchilada, the whole. I watched uh, the rookie of the year today. Actually, John Cannon. Do you remember where the little kid played? Like, comes a pitcher for the for the Chicago Cubs, but like that whole the whole like yeah. So sorry, so I got the whole John Candy uh, as the uh, sports. May he rest uh, in peace. May he rest in peace, the sports guy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but yeah, other good stuff from this football game. You know, there's a lot to be said for what they're doing on the ground. Um, there, there's they've also they they now have their own. So they've they've swapped out Gabe Davis. Uh, uh, they've put in Latavius Murray on the Buffalo Tush push, the snowplow, or however they want to call it, as far as that goes. And I think what's funny is uh, it's no longer where he's just set up behind Josh Allen. Like literally, Latavius Murray is all up in his like all up in there, like before the snap of the ball, he's got his hands firmly planted on the butt cheeks, the bo- the, the bottom cheeks of Josh Allen. What a great opportunity, right? I mean, I met Josh. All I, all I did was give him a high five, but I man, maybe a, a tush grab with I that, that, that. That's going on my Twitter. That's my pin tweet. There, there's so much controversy over the, 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 the brotherly shove and this play that the Eagles have, have, have made very popular and other teams are doing, including the Bills now, about whether or not they're going to outlaw it, blah, 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 blah. And there's people that are like, you can't outlaw it. It's football. Like, they got to be able to play football. I got to think, however, if there's a rule that they're going to enact, it's going to be that you cannot have your hands on the quarterback before the ball is snapped. I, yeah, I yeah. No, and, and I think the rule used to exist that you couldn't propel a player. So oh, really? I, I don't know when that went backwards, but it used to be such that you couldn't physically grab a guy and pull him, you know, toward the line of scrimmage. Well, that, there's a lot of that going on, obviously, when oh, you talk is. about like like the the whole melee stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, the run game is there's a lot to be said for the run game, the the defense. We could go, we could pine on and on and on for hours. The the the, the, the reason for this four game win streak is is the defense is literally the same reason that we lost the Eagles game. The defense, the defense has done a very good job, and they are to your point balling out right now. They're playing so well. Um, it, it's hard to believe Terrell Bernard is the player that he is. It's great to have Daquan Jones back. I saw one of the uh, online Twitter people that like do the the medical stuff talk about the fact that like his whatever Peck had surgery is only going to be at about fifty percent strength because he hasn't time to really hasn't had time to really like probably build that muscle back up. So I'm sure that a lot of what he's getting right now is like pitch count reps just to get kind of ready for the for the playoffs uh mm-hmm. provided we make the playoffs which I hope we do. Um but yeah, the R- Razul Douglas obviously the two, it was great to have Micah Hyde back in this football game. Every time he makes Yeah, a tackle, and his his presence was felt for sure. Very much so. And every yeah. time he makes a tackle I get nervous for him and his future and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh Khalil Shakir, if we're going to talk about the offense for a couple of minutes, Khalil Shakir who's a guy that I was down on in the offseason. Uh, it's not a secret. I'm not afraid to run away from my takes like a lot of people do. Um, but he you, and you and I, you and I parted ways on that one. I was like, this kid's going to be fantastic. Yeah, they yep, just yep. got to use him. And yep. he's been good. 
He's been good. He he shows up when you almost least expect it. But there's something to be said for whatever's going on with with Josh as far as that goes. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, other good stuff. I love Ty Johnson. I love the energy that he that he's running with. But when you think about this football game, the Bills did what they needed to do, right? And I I don't know where that plays with Joe Brady because we've heaped a lot of praise on Joe Brady, and this is kind of two games in a row where it's. And I don't know how much of it's execution versus play call versus, right, uh, decisions versus uh, where you're at. Yeah, uh, you know. It, Interior of the offensive line that, that was getting mad. Josh has to – we got to figure out a way in the first two drives to give Josh high percentage throws with good protection, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what everybody says. Everybody wants to do that for their quarterback. Right. But I don't see us scheming toward that. And I, I'd really like to see – a little bit more. Let, let's just get it out there four yards. Let's just get a completion, get the ball moving a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I agree with you. The running back crew has been impressive this year, and we're yeah. lucky. We're, we yeah. are really lucky that they finally trusted James Cook and feeding him the ball, and he's he's playing brilliantly. Yeah. I, and, and, and it's funny because we've had some drops at the receiver positions, right? A lot, a lot and, of them. Uh, yeah, and it's just so like you can't say it's just one guy. It's like they're spreading it around a little bit, like, mm-hmm. and it's it's a little aggravating. But we we certainly can't have any more of that. I mean, yeah, a ball that's right here, catch the football, catch that's, the that's football, the, and, catch I, and I the damn and, ball. And I jumped on the work a little bit early. I apologize because I feel like I kind of took you off your point. But um, there's there's something to be said for just scheming guys open, and there's something to be said for just offensively. Uh, all of that stuff, like, I, I, so I got to hang out with Jerry. Jerry this weekend. Jerry was in town, as you know, and I wish you were here mm-hmm. as well. But he brought us boys, uh, uh, Jackson, his oldest, who is a wide wide receiver coach at Drake uh, University. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, uh, and yeah, he, right. he even he was talking about the fact that like play action because the Cowboys game was on TV, and he was talking about how good of a play action team they are and how their whole entire offense is based off of play action. And he said it'd be great if the Bills did more of it. Which then I said. Well, there's actually statistics out there and people that actually talk about the fact that, you know, the Bills are like this huge, impressive number percentage wise when they run play action, but they only run it 20 percent or 25 percent of the time. And then he kind of inferred, yeah, but even when they run play action, they're running it out of plays that they don't run normal like run plays out of like the play action is B when their normal run plays are A and there's some weirdness in that. And I think it's just a matter of time before people potentially catch up to it, but they ran a lot of 12 yesterday. Um, There was two tight ends on the field, a ton. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Are they at the point? Is this a game? Do you go into a game thinking, let's let's see if we can figure this out? Or is it like... I I think you only go into that with 12 personnel if you think that somebody is, you know, not fully healthy Mm. at the wide receiver position. You know, maybe maybe they had some concerns, but I don't I don't particularly love 12 personnel. I, you know. But again, uh, you know, I'm the father of offensive linemen. And when my kids wanted to play football, I said, you're playing offensive line because there's always there's always five guys on the field. Right. There's always, you know, tight end. Sometimes there's none. I I just get a and, you know, not to kind of pat myself on the back, but years and years ago when I was coaching freshman football for Bruno's team and I had a conversation with our offensive coordinator. And, you know, this is when I learned to keep my mouth shut. Uh, actually I've never learned to keep my mouth shut. Um, I, and I'm, I'm talking to him I'm like, you know, we're winning a lot of games. And I said, how come our play action doesn't look like our running plays? He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, why don't we run play action off of ISO? We run ISO all the time. Why don't we run it off of power? You know, you're running play action off of, of running plays that we don't run. Right. And then I got the old oh, Mr. NFL, you know, more than everybody. And I'm like, I don't need to know more than everybody to know that. I mean, everybody knows that. So that you're playing I, knows that too. <laughs> I, like, I mean, although we did, uh, I think we have been running a, a little pass play off of what I call the zone revert when either Spencer Brown or Dawkins is coming across the uh, the formation. So, yeah, I, uh, that's a head scratcher for me, man. Head scratcher. So you clearly, when you're talking about a Belichick coach defense, um, it's a different animal. It always is a different animal, and he's going to do things to you that you don't necessarily expect. But I found it interesting for 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 the for the sections of the game that you watched when it comes to the offensive line play, which you've already kind of pointed out, struggle. We're they're on the struggle bus on the interior, especially, but even on the run plays, it seems like when I was paying attention to the tackles pulling, because that is now our bread and butter thing, whether it's Dion going to the right or Spencer coming to the left. And it seemed like the, 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 the Patriots were doing a good job of getting like getting penetration to kind of almost g- disrupt that, like to get the guy off of his straight line to where he was wanting to go. So we'd almost have to step a little bit or maybe get chipped. Um, I don't, did you see any of that? Just, just curious. I'm sorry. Well, it's, you know, what's interesting about that is the only, I don't think penetration is such a horrible thing in that play because it's a longer developing play. Right. Right. And James Cook does a really great job of finding that spot. So if you have a little penetration and James can get around it, that just means there's a bigger void ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're running straight zone or inside zone, penetration bad. Right. You don't want penetration, but a longer developing play like that, it's not such a horrible thing. Uh, think counter, which is basically it's a counter. 
right, right? right. You bring in somebody from the far side, although it's power because it's only one guy, you can sort it out. Mm-hmm. And that that's actually what makes the game fun now is the variety of plays that, that they're coming up with in the run game. It's more fun to watch. Um, and, you know, I would, I would just have to say this. No one can play perfectly every game. And if it's the right time to be off a little bit, then that was the game to do it. Whether it's Josh, the mm. interior three, mm. a couple of balls on the ground, not caught, that was the game to do it. And then you want to now you want to kind of finish. You know, no, I've, there's only been two teams that have ever gone undefeated in the regular season. Right. Yep. Right. One of them won the Super Bowl is the Miami Dolphins of 1921, mm. and then. Uh, Belichick went 16 or 17 and 0 and, and then lost the Super Bowl. Right? And lost the Super so they won Bowl. right they won they won 19 they went 19 and 1 that year, right? Yep, yep. Wow. So you there's it's really hard like to so you almost in your mind you're kind of like, whew, we dodged it. It felt a little bit like a loss by performance, but we won the game. We got the benefit. Yeah. But not yeah. not not the offense isn't skipping into the the uh the meeting room today, you know, thinking, Hey, we, we kicked butt. I think what's interesting about what you just said about the offense, not skipping into the room. There's it's fun. We get transparency when we don't want it and we don't get transparency when we want it. Right. So there's an aspect of like, you see quarterbacks that have bad football games all the time. And, and surely I need to be better. There's a lot of things that we could all do better. And you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then Josh is out there yesterday being like, I just, I didn't throw the ball. Like the very first question he got inside the stadium before he had even walked off the field, the first answer he gives is, I, if we're being honest, didn't throw the ball well at all today. And it's just like, uh, maybe not that honest. Like, like it's just, huh. it's, it's strange to me, but the good I'm news, okay with that. Where, but it's just, it's just, it, it's just, it's just interesting to me. So, I know there's probably reasons why he wasn't necessarily on point. Some of them personal, some of the other stuff we know we, everybody, if, if, if I know this as a casual fan, I promise you, Bill Belichick knows it. Everybody does too. Josh Allen hates pressure up the middle, especially from more than one person. One guy, he can manage it. If he's getting pressure from two guys up the middle in his face, he hates it. It's not something that he's comfortable with at all. I'm just saying like, for it's, it's just interesting. The Where I was going with that was, we have a quarterback, however, that when there is a big problem, it seems like, and I can point to examples like you know, running to his left and throwing the football uh, a couple of years ago, he was very good going to his right and he was very accurate. And he, he knew, and he actually said like he threw an interception or two interceptions running to his left. And he's like, I've got to get my hips open. I got to be better about that. He practiced it for a week. And then lo and behold, he started being good at it, going to his left. So we know that he can fix this stuff. But what is is something that you see that needs over the last four games offensively that needs to get fixed, uh, in your opinion, to get to the to get to the playoffs and actually make this offense move the way that it needs to? Well, I can I I can say this that I'm I'm really pleased that we have a you know knock on wood a pretty low number of negative yardage plays. Yeah, you know, we do a good job getting back to line scrimmage in the run game. I think that. Uh, it, Really, what it just goes back to you. We can't drop balls and we can't make bad throws. That's big. That's, right? big. that's huge. Agreed. And, and those are those are the. I mean, I could try and sit here and dissect it, but let's just keep it simple. Stupid, right? The kiss method. Well, the Dallas Cowboys game, same thing. He's seven to fifteen, but there were three drops: two by Dalton Kincaid, one by Stephon Diggs. Those three are caught, and he's at eighty-three percent on the day, right? And it's, it's crazy. Mean, it's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, right. And 
in that same token, I think the thing that they need to do is is scheme earlier and better to get him some six to eight yard throws. Just get him loose. Get the get the confidence up. Uh, did we do uh, Fichte, Endel, and Elmer? No, I'm going I'm to get there. Yep, I'm going to get there in a second. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to ignore our gracious sponsor. Well, I've also kept them up on the screen longer. But, yes, I'm going to get to them before we move on to the Dolphins game, which is here in a couple minutes. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Joe, I mean, I'm optimistic because I'm a Bills fan, right? I'm always – I'm ever optimistic. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, so, you know, I love my team. And uh, I love that umbrella thing, right? Just just because you're pissing me off doesn't mean that I'll love you. You know, you hold the umbrella, <laughs> in the rain. right? And it's it's the it's the way and the uh, really every organization, right? I mean, the Chiefs weren't always the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, they they mm-hmm. they've had their moments. Look at Green Bay, right? One of your historic, legendary teams. So you just got to keep the faith. You never know. We hope. We pray. We're not in the meeting rooms. We're not doing the scheming, but. Uh, I think in order to, in order to be successful going forward, they got to start fast offensively. They got to score on the first drive. I just love it when they do that. It gets yeah. everybody pumped, and just just continue to seek out high efficiency pass plays. Yeah, yep. It's good. I mean, not dropping the football, starting fast, all those things we know about. Uh, it, it's and and remove the uh, kicking teams from the liability category. And put him into the neutral category. Not even the asset, just out of liability into the we don't have to think about it. It it goes in the opposite direction, even for the receiving team. If the ball's being kicked to you and you catch it on the two, you can now fair catch it and move to the 25. Like there is no benefit to running it out and getting stopped at the 20, maybe the 30, for the one time you fumble. The one time you fumble and you give up the ball, it's your own 20. It's bad. Like everybody should either kick it out of the end zone or catch it, fair catch it, which then goes back to, well, why don't we just remove it from the game? You can't remove it from the game, but it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, remove it from the game. We might lose half of the European audience. (laughs) They they love it when we kick that damn thing. I had a fun time. When we went to Germany, my second year, you know, the, the Coliseum there, whatever it's called, the, uh, in Berlin, it was all Germans, right? Yeah, and they didn't—they didn't know what they were looking at way back in you know 1993. But every time we kicked the ball, it didn't matter—it was a kickoff, a punt, a field goal—they went absolutely <laughs> nuts, man. I was like, you know, we're scoring touchdowns down here, and I don't know what you're looking at, but man, you kicked the ball, and they lost it. They're like, Woo! That's funny. I was talking to my dad yesterday. We were we were sitting in the stadium and during like one of the commercial breaks, just talking about the whole kicking game. And uh, I don't remember who he said. Somebody said to him like they were they were asking me like why do they even bother doing that? Why not just not do it? And I was like, it's it's such a big part of the game, and regardless of the fact yeah. that it's called football. But it's like if you go out in the backyard as a bunch of kids, it's like, well, we're going to start with the ball first. Okay, well, we'll kick it to you, right? I mean, that's just yeah. kind of <laughs> we'll kick it yeah. to you, and then you get the ball first, right? Versus no, no we're just going to start right here. Well, you're not going to start there. We're going to kick it to you. So it's just how it goes. But yeah, let's take a couple minutes to uh, talk about the Buffalo Bills heading into Miami uh, for all the marbles uh, for the AFC East uh, for a number two seed. If the Bills do lose, I'll I'll get to that in a second. Before we do that, though, let's hear from our show sponsor. Uh, Let's hear from Fichte, Endel and Elmer Iker. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Fichte, Endel and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. 
Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta and Lynn Elmer, we are focused on you. If you are in need of uh, some laser corrective surgery for your vision and you are in the Buffalo area, please give Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care a call and get your uh, consultation scheduled. They are awesome, and we appreciate what they have done for us this season, being a part of the show. Yeah, so thank you so much for those guys. Happy New Year to Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, as well as to uh, the Market Dominator team. But uh, So going back to what we're going to talk about next, which is what's next. So the Buffalo Bills heading into Miami. The Buffalo Bills, all the marbles, one of three outcomes. The Buffalo Bills can win this football game take the number two seed, win the AFC East for the fourth year in a row. They can lose to the Dolphins and be out of the playoffs, or they can lose to the Dolphins and be in the playoffs. The Steelers have to lose, or I want to say it's Jacksonville. Somebody in the comment section will correct me. My brain is not working right now. Um, Richard Rush. Come on, right, Richard. Right, right. Or or uh, or Chris Jenke, the, the, uh, the encyclopedia. But somebody will have it here in a second. But at the end of the day, we're going to know before this football game. So we're going to know the outcome of the Steelers game. We're also going to know the outcome of the other game. I believe it's Jacksonville. Is it? Uh, yep, Jackson Steelers lost, so it's already there. Uh, so we're going to know both of those outcomes before our game Sunday night at 820. So going into that game, if Jacksonville Steelers both win, we know we have to win or it's over, like for us. If one of those two teams lose, if both of those two teams lose, uh we are in the playoffs regardless. The question is, is who do we play in the first round? And obviously, we have not had the number two seed, I don't believe, once. Have we had the number two The year that we played the Chiefs in the in – the, we may have had the two seed the year we played the Chiefs in the Kansas City for the AFC Championship. Mm. But but playing, playing this year's playoff rounds for me, having the two seed, is totally different because the Ravens, to me, as good as they look, as good as they are, are a – wacky kind of weirdly vulnerable team they can mess up in a strange spot and if they do and what i mean by that is they're not as consistent as when the chiefs were on top when the chiefs were on top it was like they're gonna they're gonna roll everybody that's just what they do Mm -hmm. the ravens have a tendency to be vulnerable at times which is weird there's just an opportunity could you imagine afc championship game in buffalo i mean good lord Right, I mean, just unbelievable. Oh. So yeah. So what are your With first? John Fina as the legend of the game. That make it happen. One Bills drive. <laughs> make it happen. So you, the last time you were here for uh, Legends of the Game, were you, you were on the field, but that was the Patriots game, the perfect game, right? No, no, no. I was in. Uh, I was there, but I, 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 I was on the field at the beginning, but I, uh, I wasn't the legend of the game. Gotcha. You were just there with all of them when Thurman was grittying yeah. on the uh, yeah. in the end zone down there. So yeah. So what are your what first show? What a show! What a show! That uh, what are my first thoughts about what Joe Miller Buffalo going into Miami eight twenty oh. Sunday night oh, so, Eastern Standard so they Time? Lo- they they lost Chubb right ACL. Uh no the, yes Bradley Chubb yes. And I saw that man. Just Xavier Howard is also not playing. They have a slew of injuries. They have a slew yeah. Of injuries. So who else got hurt though yesterday? Was it just or Tua got crazy? hurt as well? But he claims he's okay. So we'll see. All right. Chubb and Xavier Howard. Was there another one that I miss? Uh, I, I think there was potentially a third injury, but it wasn't quite as big of a deal as Chubb or potentially Tua. So uh, I believe that, I believe Mostert is supposed to come back. Mostert was not in the game yesterday, but he is supposed to be. He is supposed to be back for this football game. So. Yeah, 
But mm -hmm. it, well, oh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is another one. So, but Jalen missed this this last game. So there's a, there's a question as to whether or not Jalen's going to come back mm -hmm. from this football game either. So yeah. Well, <laughs> you you know it, it is scary when they get on a roll, right? Oh yeah. So my expectation is they are going to really need to corral Tyreek Hill, and oh, how yeah. they're going to do it is going to be interesting. I think if you don't have Waddle at full speed, it obviously it makes it easier, right? Mm -hmm. But you're you're probably going to have to be, uh, you know, he likes to run those underneath routes. He likes to get out there 20 yards and come, come across the middle of the field. I think you really, the key to the success is going to have to be where, where do you get Tyrell Bernard, Tyrell Bernard dropping? You know, how is he making his reads, right, getting right. into a place where, you know, the window gets tighter, uh, you got, I think we have to pick two off at least one time. Two would be better. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think, I don't think he does well. I think we have to disrupt him at the beginning, whether it's oh. pressure or turnover you know, or, or, get in it. or disrupting the receiver. What, any right. one of those three. Yep. Right. Well, and but what I mean by disrupting Tua is his rhythm, right? Yep. yep. So don't let those guys string together first downs on their first drive. Don't don't let them build the confidence. Well, I, I feel I feel like that's going to happen because that's what this Bills defense has done since McDermott has gotten here. It's very much a, let's see what they're going to do against us. See, I, I, I disagree adjust. with you. I disagree okay. with you in that's the great. regard that they do both things, and that's what makes me crazy. Is they will bring pressure. They'll bring a nice pressure package with games and linebackers and somebody off the edge, and then you're like, oh, this series is great. You know, the defense is so so freaking vicious and aggressive and then you come out we got a, like a 10 or 14 point lead wow. and the next drive you're like where'd they all go yes that's that act absolutely happened so you don't disagree with me at all we're 100 in the same boat on that no one. no no but <laughs> i think I, what i took from what you said is we do it all the time i just say we're, we're like you know we're like a split personality we don't we either have a drive that's all sit back or we have a drive that's all attack and they're like <laughs> Can't you do both in one drive? You, you know, probably like, could. It, it seems it seems like historically McDermott has been not a hundred percent, 70% of the variety of I want to see what you're gonna do. And he kind of lets them and they they play soft. They did it last uh two weeks ago, uh, not this past week, but the week before, and they kind of let them come down the field and then they button up right they're like okay right. we we know what you're gonna do we're gonna button up but yes 100 percent to your point that's what they did against the eagles they got it by what two three possessions and then a lot of the eagles to score 30 points because they stopped all the pressures speaking wow. of pressure disruption all that kind of stuff stopping tyree kill uh matt bynum actually was in the chat and he said hit tyree kill as hard as you can and i know the argument and i'll say this till i'm blue in the face i think you and i have talked about it because I've said, why don't they check him at the line? Put him on the – you're allowed to. Put him on the ground if you have to. And the comment is always – the response is, well, then he might run by you. He's running by people anyway. So what is the difference? Like, I just – for me, you've got to disrupt Tyreek to your point. And, and what they're doing a lot of times now is they run him in motion to run away from a defender so that he can't be checked, which is fine as well. All that to say this, the two apiece for me is interesting, and I don't want to insult excellence. So I'm going I'm to say it that way. I don't want to be a person that insults excellence because Tua does something that I don't think we've ever seen. So you historically have had two good, um, weaker-armed quarterbacks in my lifetime in the NFL. Chad Pennington was one of them, played for the Jets, had a good, decent career, was not a champion, but had a good career. 
was not the guy that could make all the throws. So he had to live and die by throwing with anticipation, getting the ball out before the defense expected it. The other one, in my opinion, was Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers was another guy that didn't have, like Phillip Rivers would throw like a, a five yard out and it looked like he was trying to throw the ball 80 yards. Like he did not have a super strong arm. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, but, and you can argue as to whether or not he belongs there. Tua is different. Tua almost plays chuck and duck football, just throwing the ball to a spot on the field. Like it is, it is amazing to watch him drop back and literally the ball is coming out in one and a half or two seconds before the receiver has gone four, four steps or five steps. Like the receiver still has to like get out and break his route. And like the ball's already in the air. I don't even know how you defend it. It's interesting to watch, but disrupting that timing to your point is whether it's at the receiver or at the quarterback to me is, is vital in this football game. Well, the way I think you have to disrupt that, and I agree with you, he gets the ball out so fast and he's thrown to spots and he's just, his expectation is, you know, Waddle or Tyreek is going to get there. And they, they've shown that they can do that. I think the solution is you've got to bring safeties down hard. I think, you know, you've, and that's a risk, right? But they, I think that's the disruption at the point of uh, the catch. If you have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer flying in, that we need to see a little bit more of that aggressive play from the safeties. Yeah, the problem is, is you open yourself up. If your safeties drop down, now you're opening up Tyreek to kind of go, what, 15 yards out and in or 15 yards out and out, and there's no help. I don't disagree with you, but, you know, you've got to play some gamble. You know, you've got to play a little blackjack. The you good know, you news get, is you get, you, you get a, a decent hand and the dealer showing a four. You've got, you know, seven Dealer showing a four, double. <laughs> what the hell? Right? Double down. So uh, let's go back to expectations now on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, Chubb is out. We I, I want to see us do some mini roll, get Josh out of the pocket, you know, uh flood the flood the zone, run him off, flood the zone from the back, give Josh and a uh, you know, kind of a sweet throw read and get him moving toward the sideline. I yeah. just love to see that. Yeah, I, I I agree. The, the the good news around all of this is the, the the Bills have done a good job defensively against the Dolphins every time they've played them, including the game that they lost to the Dolphins last year. And offensively, they they match up well for some reason. And Josh just he's a Dolphin killer. He's the guy that for whatever reason, even the the first game that he lost against them, he almost won it. If Charles Clay had caught the football in the end zone, they win that football game. Yeah, uh, which is which is wild to think about. But there's there's a lot that they can do. They're going to have to find some rhythm. To your point, they're going to have to come out fast. They're not going to be able to do one of these. We've come out and punted four times in a row. Like if they come out and punt four times in a row, it could be what seventeen to nothing, twenty one nothing at that point in time in the game. Um, where are you at on the run the run game? Where are you at? Are you are you uh, strong for this for this matchup? Like establish the run early, or is it? Balls to the wall. Let's give Josh throws for 500 yards and we win. That was the game plan. No, no, no. I'm an offensive lineman. You run the ball. You figure it out. You get the you get you get James Cook going forward. And I'll tell you this: like just talking about this at the end of the show is just getting me too worked up. Like I, I of all the teams in the NFL, I hate Miami. I just yes. I hated them. They're a rival. Couldn't yes. stand them. And I, you know, I'm. It's like it's Monday, and I'm worked up. And the game is six Sad days, Monday, yeah. twenty hours. Like, 
oh, it's killing me. You know, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm locked up right now because I'm thinking about the Miami Dolphins. I don't get this way with any other team. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. But I, no, I, I I really think you know that's I don't know how to pronounce his name. Siler Sealer, that guy just. He vexes me. You know, he makes some really great plays at defensive tackle. I want to see us just expose that guy. Just get into him, manhandle him, and run right at him and, and, and get the ball four and a half yards a clip, you know, break one for nine. Just feed James the ball and, and just let him go, man. Yeah. Let yeah. him go. Yeah, we actually uh, comment. Nasher Damra says, "Can we talk about the team playing to its competition?" We kind of already did that. We did that at the top of the show. That this team is—it's uh, kind of who they are. They play up when they're playing a good team. They play down when they're playing a bad team, and I think that bodes well. If they, well, I mean, you're right because it's this and then the playoffs. So hopefully, right. we just play uh, play level. up to that level, right? I mean, there's no more Denver. There's no more New England. Exactly. You know, we don't have to play any 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 basement dwellers anymore. No troglodytes are on the rest of the yeah, schedule. So no more Zach hopefully, Wilson. you're right. No more Zach Wilsons yeah. are out there. So it, it'll be interesting to see how the how the Bills kind of come out. But I that is my expectation that the Bills are going to play well. I think what's interesting too this year is that uh, the Bills and Josh Allen specifically have been so good on prime time. And I know that a lot of people like don't put stock into prime time. Oh, it's just prime time. They're, they're thinking that's like somehow some sort of a marker for a player. Like I got in a big fight with Trey Wingo on Twitter one time because Trey like called me out about the fact that like the bills were good in primetime and he's, and even though he said it before that like Russ Wilson is great, Russell Wilson is great in primetime. Like he like, he like threw me under the bus. They have not been good in primetime this year. Like they actually kind of, it's almost been a little bit like, Ooh, yikes. So I, my expectation is that they find that I, I, I feel like they're going to find some of that rhythm. They're going to find, I don't want to say get right for Josh Allen, but I feel like there's an aspect of like, okay, Stella's going to get her groove back in this football game, which to me, this is the game that propels us into the playoffs, especially if they can get the two seed. If they get the two seed, if at least two games at home, bring it on, in my opinion. If they limp into the playoffs, if they lose and back into the playoffs, they're still dangerous, but it makes me a little concerned. Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Smith loved those primetime games. Mm. Loved them. You know, he was all about that. I hated them. I just saw, you know, at end of the season, sure, why not? You know, but like you're staring like an extra six hours laying around waiting for the game to start. And it's just like, how many times could I flip through my pet playbook? You know, oh, forget it. I hated him. And, you know, then, of course, coming back from Miami after a night game, you know, you may or may not, you know, get home before 4 a.m. And then you're totally wiped out for a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Joe. My expectation is that you know they they see it, they they recognize the struggles that they've gone through, they recognize that you know Joe Brady isn't going to be perfect, mm -hmm. um, but they are, but they have some evolution, and I think they put it together and they bring out a sterling performance. I still, it's a hell of a hard place to play. Oh yeah. I mean that oh, yeah. just uh, whether it's the humidity or the rain or. You know, that grass, once that grass gets a little slick, if it's, you know, it, it's a tough place to play. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, we're not going to blow them out. I don't feel like they blow us out. But, you know, I think I think we come away winning by, you know, seven or ten. 
Yeah. The good news is, is it's obviously after the sun goes down. So the humidity might be an issue. I mean, it's January in Miami, so I'm sure it's not gonna be that humid, but the sun won't be a problem. The fans generally aren't a problem because usually the stadium's half full of bills fans anyway. Uh, but, uh, what was the score prediction? You just, you just gave me a score prediction. You don't do that very often. No, I just say we come away seven or 10 above. Seven or ten above. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm not going to give you a score prediction either, but uh, yeah, I, I, I too have to. I feel like I have to call this a Bills win, right? I mean, it's they, they got to. Well, you have to. Yeah. The, the, the only aspect of this game comes down to if, if, if we clinch before the game, so much of the pressure is off. Like if, if the Jaguars and Steelers win before we play, I am going to be a ball of nerves. Like nobody better come near me while the football game is on. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I don't want nobody texting me if you've got my number don't text me during the football that's always like oh, I'm, te- I'm texting you <laughs> then you're caught i'm at the game i've got like two sets of gloves on and you're like joe miller isn't responding oh no it was jerry joe miller isn't responding to my text messages i'm like i can't feel my hands jerry <laughs> jerry the ginger is cold he's like looks like the michelin man out there i was actually fine it wasn't too bad it was 38 degrees no wind it was a beautiful day for football yesterday but so uh, where'd you take jerry for wings did you guys go to 9-11 yeah dude it was great so we went so it's 9-11 is a funny place because where is it first of all 9-11 is in south buffalo just off of south park uh right right before lackawanna but uh, like you go to resurgence it's huge you go to southern tier it's huge but the food there you know they're they're great places but the food we want like his boys were with them like where can we go to get good wings yeah yeah yeah. we're not going to elma right we're not going to barville because it's so far away uh so it's like well let's go to 9-11 their freaking wings are amazing so we went there and like even rolling in she's like yeah how many of you are there and i'm like eight and she's like yeah i don't think i could seat you like the, and the place wasn't packed she's like we don't seat more than six and i can't split your party i'm like wait a minute so if i get two tables of four you're telling me no she's like your best bet is to hang around the bar and even when we were at the bar they were like yeah not so sure about this one it's like we have money to spend and food to buy like what is the problem but sure enough like when the food came it was unbelievable and- we're in business but we don't want any customers <laughs> right take jerry- your business somewhere else damn it <laughs> jerry took we're faking this shit here i don't think they were happy about the fact that like 12 of us showed up 12 or 13 or 14 like a whole bunch of people showed up because Jerry was there, right? So it kind of got out that Jerry was going to be there. But he took one bite of a chicken wing and he like double taked and looked at me. And I was like, right? I was like, yeah. So, so yeah. 9-11 probably has the best buffalo wing. So the buffalo true hot flavored wing in buffalo in my opinion uh all right well you got to take i gotta tell you that when we went to barbell i was like this is fantastic barb yeah their cajun honey butter barbecue is the best non-traditional buffalo wing yeah i've probably ever had super super good so yes the next time you're in town 100 we'll go to 9-11 so it's their food is great and they then and their fries are great too. So yeah. Bruno uh, made wings yesterday. Did a nice oh, job. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did he double? Did he double? Yeah, I had this, I had this idea. Okay. Right. Okay. I would like to get either the 9-11 or the bar bill guy or Duff's or or uh the gate. Like I want to hire him to come to Tucson to like two of my favorite pizza and wing places and just like give them like a three-day freaking lesson like training camp for wings in tucson because it's i'm just like it's it's awful like people are like oh no it's great uh, these are great wings and i'm like no and i don't know why i mean i don't know why they can't get it right either 
They're horrible. It was funny. I'll, I'll leave the show on this. Jackson or uh, Jackson, Jerry's oldest son, his fiance was there. Michaela is her name. Uh, and uh, she obviously had her first real Buffalo wing. And she's like, oh. And I was like, that's why when you hear people say the wings in Buffalo are different, <laughs> they just are. And she's like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like if I told you the tamales are better in Tucson, Arizona, or the enchiladas are better in Tucson than Buffalo, you wouldn't be like fronting me up going, oh, no, we got great Mexican food in Buffalo. Mighty taco, bro. Come on. I mean, it, mm. Oh, yeah. You know, I lived in the city of Buffalo. There was a mighty taco on Elmwood. I can't remember. Right next to a gym steakhouse. Steakout. Yeah. Yep. Near, um, shoot, I can't remember. Uh, not too far from Buff State, Coles area, you know. Yep, yep, yep. I ate there. One, I ate once at Mighty Taco in my entire time I lived in Buffalo. One time. The only thing I'll leave you with that comment is the fact that, uh, yes, Mighty Taco is king here um, still. And uh, we have a couple now traditional good taquerias. So Left Coast Taco is great. Mexico City is great, which has actually been a picture yeah. of media of Josh eating at Mexico City. And it's when you go in there, you get scared. But their food is great. Uh, La Divina is La Which Divina's one was it you went to with Freddie? Uh, left coast, left coast taco. And that was actually on, uh, Josh and Britt were the ones that were like, Oh, left coast in East Aurora is really, really good. And it is. But when I went to Mexico city, I read the reviews the first time and the people in Buffalo were like, they don't even have sour cream here. (laughs) It's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Cause in Buffalo Mexican food, if you don't have sour cream, it's not real Mexican. (laughs) Cause in the deserts of Mexico, what they have a plethora of, (laughs) His sour well, cream and well, refrigerators. So the, the, the traditional though is table cream, crema. Yes, but it's, it's just it's funny. It's a drizzle. It's, it's a drizzle, and yeah. it's oh so good. But even still, and, and when you go not, to Mexico, and, even still, when you go to Mexico, you don't get a whole lot of crema. Like it depends. No, but on you can get a plate of cheese if you want it. <laughs> Queso. That will never die. <laughs> John throwing out inside land. jokes on the off tackle with John Finish. We have derailed. We have derailed. Oh, yeah. Point. As we often do. Yeah. So give me your. Uh, for your Joe Miller, point. I'm John Fina. What? <laughs> you trying to close this show out before I'm ready? So, yeah, man. I missed the end of that game because of you, you swine. It, it's oh this one yeah that's what happened was what expected it went to overtime and then the in Michigan I think they had one drive and I don't think Alabama was able to yeah Alabama found a way to lose it basically is what it comes down to but uh, yeah any final thoughts before I get us out of here yeah keep the faith Bills Mafia Happy New Year you know um, keep uh, keep working on being a better version of ourselves and our team is doing the same thing believe and realize it's a game it's for entertainment. Uh, you can be passionate, just don't be disrespectful. 100%. And uh, you know, hold your loved ones and your friends close, and try to be you know fair arbiters. Hundred percent, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction off tackle with John Fien and Joe Miller show uh, the collab of collabs for the holiday season. Next week, we return to your regularly scheduled program there will be an overreaction post game show next next week as well as an off tackle with john fina show don't you're like reach on here and trying to touch me uh but uh, it is so good to have you brought to you by ficta endel and elmer eye care as well as the market dominator team if you are in need of eye corrective surgery please call ficta and if you are in need uh to purchase or sell a home please call the market dominator team but uh for me for john for buffalo rumblings for all of us we love you guys we'll talk to you soon go bills go bills go bills 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.